Hello, everyone, and welcome to Un Beyond Mindset. I am your host, Marisol Uribe, a.k.a. Enfermera Marisol. And today I have someone very knowledgeable. I'm very excited to interview him, have him on the show, and he is a wealth of knowledge. He has a mixed background in what he studied and his upbringing. So I'll go ahead and hand it over to you, JR. Go ahead and please introduce yourself and tell us what industry you're in, the name of your business. Well, that's an awesome introduction, Enfermera. Pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I don't know about that wealth of knowledge, but I'll, I'll do my best to share uh, the best I can and um, just where I've been and uh, kind of where I got here and how I'm in this kind of business field by accident, how things happen sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your industry? What's your baby right now? Or what are you focusing on and how have you built it thus far? Mm, okay. Uh, that's a long story, but I'll, I'll make it. The shorter version is I am investing my time in a startup. Uh, we're addressing uh, a platform in the sports card marketplace. So that's very exciting. Uh, building out a team, going through the whole investment process. Uh, for those of you who haven't ever had a fund for money or asked for money, it's definitely a, a, an interesting experience and i think it's really important to learn you know a lot of failures and uh changing a lot of things of how you present things to investors the type of investor so that's very exciting and the other part is running a financial brokerage so we offer a couple of services from tax reduction to debt management credit stacking uh, retirement planning a lot of things like that so to me it it's uh, bridging the gap between sports and finance, which is what I did after I retired from playing. So that's where I'm at. So it seems like it's in the collectibles niche. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. This is in the alternative asset, they call it sometimes. But yes, collectibles have been around. Collectible art is what it is, essentially. Mm-hmm. So what need did you see or what problem did you see and uh, how would you solve it? Uh, that's also a very interesting question because we can go very deep on that. It's the premise of the company, right? But in essence, it was, I got a series seven a few years ago, right? In stocks and securities. Uh, and I just want to learn more about stocks. Like I heard all this talk since I was young in high school. I've always wanted to know about stocks, but it seems so out, like hard to reach, right? Like I'd, I'm not a millionaire. How am I going to learn about stocks, right? Well, the best right. thing to learn anything is just hands on, just dive in, you know, read some books, ask some questions, you know? So um, I've never been, I think it's the martial arts background that kind of helps, but I'm not afraid of failing and looking foolish or dumb, right? You got to ask questions. And exactly. I love stocks, went into it, got the license, traded a little bit, uh, traded with some family members, friends of friends, had money, did well. But I did well because of the bull market we had, right, post-COVID. So that was like two years of, about a year and a half of ridiculous growth, especially in the tech field. So as a newbie, sure, I did well, but I didn't really know why I did well. Right. I mean, I had an idea, mm-hmm. but I was not an expert. So then two, right. three years went by, got better. And the best skill I think I would confidently say is that I learned how to evaluate companies a little better, right? Not just on technical or fundamental analysis, like really what makes them tick. Is it an algorithm, an engineer, a CEO, a CFO? Uh, is it like, what is it that's making this thing thrive so much, right? And that kind of led me to this new excitement in sports cards, which happened to be gaining a lot of traction which is kind of in the same field of like shoot collectibles, crypto. You saw this kind of like wave of people kind of all immersed in the same field. 
So you naturally, when you're making money, you're making stocks like, huh, what's this? Huh, what's that? And you kind of dabble into it. Uh, I used to trade when I was young. So I got back into the field. And then once I got in, I was like, all right, who are the main players? How, do, how does this work? Like, how do you evaluate a card? How do you exchange? Shows are very big in person. So that's really cool. And so there's like this business side and this art form of sports cards. And I just felt it was really scattered. I just want to have something that will uh, bring people together a little better and, and, and help price action a card. And, and which is, I think, a big dilemma. A lot of people would agree in this field. So that's it. So best of both worlds, you're noticing the digital economy sort of arising and taking over some aspects. So tell me about your love for crypto and how you marry your love for stocks and I guess the S&P 500, right? Sure. Okay. That's a lot there, but here I'll do my best. So I love, um, uh, you get this a lot from like martial arts. I used to think it was vast, but it wasn't. It was like deconstructing, reverse engineering, right? That's innate in martial arts. We just rinse and repeat, repeat, repeat. So what I like uh, as far as, um, as finance, it's like it's, I, it's, it's money, right? How does it exchange? How does it work? So it's kind of hard to like get into, if you study a lot of people, like, like I refer to a lot of people as Michael Saylor, right? He's a big Bitcoin advocate, right? But you also got to read both sides. Uh, I got more educated in crypto and as far as blockchain currency, uh, blockchain technology, the nodes, the protection, the decentralization. And it's kind of when you're trading stocks and you're reading news and you're seeing technology, it kind of goes hand in hand. You just read it. But then I started reading more and more. And again, trying to get both sides, right? The super advocates and the super people against it, right? Right. And, um, with like, anything else. Like right. With any- yeah. Like the biggest guy against Bitcoin, I think it's like Peter Schiff, right? They've talked a few times. He's a big gold advocate and he's all about like securing your money and like bonds and gold and like super kind of, uh, no disrespect, I don't know him. I would say he's more like an older school mentality. That's all, you know, nothing. Very smart guy. Well, very what smart. is your opinion of precious metals? Like Robert Kiyosaki, he says, uh, get some gold too, right? I mean, it's important. I mean, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, some people would prefer gold over silver because it's, application towards tech right microchips and stuff like that and it's a lot more useful i mean i it's all about like leveraging and uh people have different strategies across the board like you, you can people will go blue to the face talking about you gotta hedge this or the 25 25 25 rule or you know put 10 yeah. percent hedge funds exist because they're supposed to know what to do with their money but ultimately you know or mutual funds what, right. what do you think about those i like etfs I mean, I like index funds and ETFs. I think they're just safer. Um, mm-hmm. That's your best bet. Keeps the thinking out of the way, pay low cost commissions. And I think it's just safer. But uh, trading stocks, day trading swing, it's fun. Like people, like it's fun. Okay. <laughs> so I've made money of it. Like it's it's just a fun experience. And I think that's, eventually I had to do more with my time. And I said, now I had to scale and build a business. So I don't really day trade anymore, you know, but. For sure. I Sounds stressful. How did you Very deal with stressful. other people's money? Uh, that is, uh, you know, trading other people's money. That is not easy. That is not easy. Uh, especially the actual aspect of trading. They say that you can practice with paper trading, but eventually it really comes down to your emotions and managing your emotions, right? Having a target right. list, being organized, having a system, sticking to it and understanding the trend, um, getting out of your own biases is hard. But if you can do that innately, you'll be very successful. You know. What's the difference between fundamental analysis and technical analysis? 
technical analysis, more about number strategies, right? You look at things like shares outstanding, volume, the beta, the delta. Those are like the, the technicals, right? Charts analysis. Oh, what kind of what kind of chart is this? A downtrend, uptrend, and then those are the those are technical analysis. Fundamental analysis, you look at more like big numbers, overview the company, see how it's doing, what its projections for the future is, stuff like that. Um, Even read into their business plan, right? Their future projections. Very much, yes. SWOT analysis. SWOT analysis, yeah. We talked about that earlier in that business plan you said about. Right, right. I feel like we need to revisit our business plans. How often, JR? Wow. Mm. Quarterly? What stage are you in, though, right? What stage are you talking about? Yeah, for for our listeners, I guess, starting up, how often should we re- revisit that? I mean, if if it's your target, I mean, you should do it every day and big meetings every week. It's all about targets, right? Um, you will hit them, but most people spend a lot of time doing things they don't need to be doing, right? And part of that has to do with the nucleus. Like in my team, it's the nucleus is me, my CEO, which basically is the guy that runs my finances. His name is Mike. And then my VP of sales, his name is Eric, right? So like us three are a major part of right now that are active. And it's just the stage we're at right now. But um, I have the best people around me. So I feel like reinforced. So I think that's a big part too. So you're the president. You have a vice president. And the COO? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the VP is working more on your sales? Yes. And the operations is working more on helping you have your resources? Correct. The stuff with the other affiliates that do acquisitions and things of that nature. Um, everything from accounting to bookkeeping. Everything. So. Yeah. Right. So tell me more about how you have approached someone for money what did you previously have that held you back if anything mm-hmm. and what obstacles have you been faced with and how did you overcome them for sure not at gunpoint that doesn't work so don't do that <laughs> no uh uh, at first, like anything, it's just sloppy and uh, you don't really know what you're saying, right? Um, as I grew a little more, like months went on, what I mean was like probably when I first started calling us, it was like last December-ish, right? And it was realistically in the talks around February, March, when we were actually getting close to escrow, right? Turned out an offer, then another one went up, that got close, turned that down. It's like an uphill battle. And uh a lot of mistakes, a lot more mistakes and successes, but you learn more about what's valuable in your company, like, right, what you're asking for. And then I got a lot of stuff from reading um, Never Split the Difference. Chris Voss. He talks a lot about like negotiating. Chris Voss. Yeah. Love it. Never so, Split the Difference. Yeah. And it it, it made me do, dive a little deeper and talk to my team to say, look, like, what are we really trying to solve here? What are we really offering value? We have our numbers and assumptions. Always be an odd number, never ask for a round number, like 500,000 or a million. It's too like perfect, right? Have some etiquette to show that you've actually went through the numbers and you've shown that we need $724,600. You know? Actually, yeah. Yeah, just little stuff like, and again, that's not me. That's just, I got it. That's where I've read and it works. It works. So from the beginning, it would be not knowing 
our company's true value and just how I phrase things. Um, I'm a naturally confident person, but also I didn't have enough time with people and had those sit downs, had those meetings, Zoom and in person, doing the travels. Like I've gone everywhere. Okay. Like I've, I've gone to Phoenix to go do a meeting. All right. I was, I've gone everywhere. All the 50 states. Close. I'm close to that. (laughs) Trust me. I'm close. But again, I'm a will whatever it takes kind of attitude guy. So I don't, I I never in my life, nor the people I'm now, especially beyond. Yeah. Like we don't, whatever it takes. Yeah. We can't do excuses. We don't, even the best excuse is still an excuse. That's what was taught to me. And that's how I live by model. So that to me is, um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable to just kind of get beat up in the beginning and then know where you're at. And then you learned uh, a lot more things about business line of credits, how to leverage out your money a little better. It comes. What would you tell people that want success, but fear getting beat up a little in the beginning? That's that they don't want success. You can't have uh, you can't gain anything if you're not willing to go with whatever you have to go through. So you mm-hmm. need to stop making this like illusion of what it's going to be like because you've never been there. So you stop, yeah. just go through it. You'll be fine. The worst thing will happen is someone will say no, or you look like an idiot. Who cares? Like who cares? Who cares? You know, most of, right there. most of the time, if you're not going to quote unquote achieve or get that test or do whatever, it's you holding yourself back. No one's doing it for you. So. That's a common theme that I read in a lot of books that you're your biggest obstacle, keep, you know, setting your targets to reach, you accomplish that goal. And what do you do next? Well, you make another and you make another and you make another to avoid that stagnation, right? Because no one wants complacency if you're shooting for true growth. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long, JR. I know you're you're a busy guy. You're good. You're good. One of my assistants just came in, but you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Okay. We'd go for like, I got another 10 more minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. 10 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Good. We're good. Awesome. So what would you say is the book you're currently reading and how is it helping you? Uh, Two. Uh, One of them is actually for work. I haven't started it yet. It's called E-Myth. A lot of people recommend it to me. That's on our agenda for our team. And then um, the other book that I'm reading right now is... um, what was the other book? It was by. Uh, I'm writing this down. E Myth. Yeah, E Myth's a really good book. The um, God, his name is drawn a blank. Uh, Money Master of the Game. What's it called? Uh, oh, Money, Money Master. Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm. It's like a Bible. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So that's the one I'm going with. Uh, he talks a lot about long-term saving and like. He gets like the first, I believe the first two thirds are just talking about money, money transfer, how it works. And then he gets into the strategy towards the end. So he's big on index funds as well. Yes. Which, because it's natural. Anybody who's, that's totally security, like safety. And we're not talking about crazy growth and and no one's saying you should do it all, but definitely that's amongst everyone, uh, long form real estate and indices is one of the safest ways to go. That's pretty much been established. Now, exactly. there's so many exciting opportunities, it's, you know, with, with stocks and Robinhood gamifying stocks and crypto. It's, it's exciting. It's fun, right? Heck, right. you can go get a penny right now and it could be worth $20,000. It's a special penny. People are collecting like pennies and coins. They're, everybody's collecting everything. So, Growing up, I had a quarter collection. Oh, cool. uh, 
because th- there's this map that came out with all the 50 states mm-hmm. and you know when you flip it and you see the tails yeah it's um it's a highlight from mm-hmm. a state yeah and so i collected i think 49 of them i'm missing that one <laughs> that's funny Which but, one uh, co- collect- collectibles are fun which state were you missing oh if you guys want to help me out florida <laughs> florida okay. I'll, I'll put my PO box in the description, in the show description. Yeah, for sure. Text me the uh, screenshot image, and I might have one in, in stock. We get a lot of people with coins when you collect cards, so it's kind of oh, that's cool, awesome. Yeah. So, how can my listeners help you, Jr. Help me? Uh, I I don't think I. It wouldn't be help. It would more just spreading the word. Just just learn more about finance for yourself. Like help yourself. You know what I mean? I, I'm. I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I help yourself first. Uh, go do whatever you have to do to start saving. And it's crazy because like I kept, I'm the athlete. Like I'm the worst, the last person in your head you would ask to like this guy to be giving out money or advice. And I'm not at, saying to listen to me, but I'm just saying like, I never thought I would be here in this position. So uh, if you congratulations, by the way, thank you. And it's still a long process. There's still a lot to go. Trust me. But I'm very blessed. I got a lot of great people around me and they've told me a lot of great things. So, you know, a lot of that is at your circle. But whatever you want to do, you can do it. Just start small. You know, uh, I'm the guy that wants to do big leaps and now, now, now. But if you just scale it out, be patient. You'll do it. Who keeps you accountable? How many mentors, if any, do you have right now? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Two. Two. One is a little bit more active. One of them's a little head up because he's very busy. But uh, yeah, that'd be one of my best friends. So he, uh, it's basically a daily thing, like nonstop. Awesome. I never thought I'm very stubborn. So I never thought yeah. I would need that like that. And then when I got it, I'm like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. 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 It's like a pilot, right? He's not going to fly a plane by himself. He needs his co-pilot and his stewardess. Yeah. Uh, yeah for sure. It, it, two, well, two things. Uh, one, it helps that person's brutally honest and, um, mm-hmm. uh, does not waste any time. And two, I really respect it. So mm-hmm. he's very much more intelligent and more successful than me. And uh, he just has a great attitude. So yes, a lot of things I aspire to be. I'm not trying to be like him, but he definitely has been through scenarios where I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Uh, and he's walked the talk. Very much way. so. Very much so. That certainly builds credibility and trust. That's okay. what it's all about, you guys. Yeah, 100%. So my last question for you. Mm-hmm. What does having an unbeyond mindset mean to you? Unbeyond mindset. Breaking the generation. Uh, everyone comes from different backgrounds. So uh, I would say for me, it was being aware of where I'm at, like what I really want to do, um, how hard it's going to be, what it's going to take. So therefore, I'm going to have to make sacrifices now. Um and I don't know what's going to happen in the end. I don't know. I don't care about the results, but I'm definitely going to put the sacrifices in now because I'm going to change my generation where I came from to improve that. And that for me, that's what that means. So, yeah. JR, you've been a, a huge supporter of mine. Thank you. I know you listened to my song, Unbeyond. Yeah, over here in the studio, man. She's got her own little studio. (laughs) Yeah, so that song for if you haven't listened, it's dedicated to those first generation and beyond 
who came from a background with an immigrant parent, one or two, in my case, it's two, in your case, it's one. Um, And so what's like a major lesson? Why do you think Latinos have, or if you come from an uh, immigrant history, why do you think that's a winning edge? Do you see that as an advantage? Oh, yes, 1,000%. It's like, I mean, as it is, I'm not short for inspiration because I've always very much hard i'm very focused on what i do but that just provides a different edge uh and it's not just latinos i would expand it to a lot more immigrants right it's called like yeah. that immigrant mentality um yes. my mom is from mexico and uh she taught me spanish she's the one that kind of embedded that kind of culture and um, it's it's <laughs> yeah the sky uh, isn't even the limit you guys yeah like, yeah especially when you have a when you have a mom that's an immigrant and had her own business and succeeded here she's like oh i want to hear zero excuses from you <laughs> oh yeah and, and my mom's tough very tough and, and resilient as hell and a big heart so like i i, I couldn't have done it without my I, i'm lucky i have great parents so again that's not everybody can say that and i'm blessed so for that, uh, I'm very thankful for that. But yes, it definitely is tougher. My mom is very tough, and that just comes from culture, right? They, when you had to leave somewhere that's so hard, and you're willing just to let it go, like just escape to go somewhere else, things are pretty bad, right? Our generation right. had to do that. We have Uber Eats, and we have cheap flights. Instacart. And we, have, we have everything. So we don't have suffrage. So, like, right. again, uh, this We is, deal with uh, different problems. Very um, and and the stress levels are yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Correct. But uh, Unbeyond Mindset, everybody. So grateful for your time, JR. Thank you. Oh, and yeah. I look Thank forward to, to doing this again in the future so we could compare and contrast and take a snapshot of our lives and just have more memories to relish on. Yeah, I can't wait. A year ago, when everything's going with the company, we can come back and laugh at this and say, look how silly we sounded. But, you know, that's how it is. So <laughs> Everyone <laughs> starts somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you very much for the invite. Um, I so appreciate it. And uh, like I said, if you ever need anything, please reach out and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>